0: Welcome. I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about Christianity and politics. In the last few years, we have been introduced to some new terms that many have never really understood or even maybe even heard of before. One of those terms is systemic racism also known as institutional racism now systemic racism is defined as a society a country or or even an organization that has a history of racism that is so embedded in its foundations and structure that it has to be torn down so as to not affect people today in other words there are just certain people in organizations where there is just no hope for them as far as not being racist. If if you are white, for example, there have been people that are white that have been or even are today racist. So what does this mean? This means that all whites are racist. You may say, Oh, but but Doug, I'm not a racist. Well, that means you are a racist just simply making that statement means that you failed to see the overwhelming evidence of racism and and that it makes you a part of the problem really the evidence is in inequality of outcome this inequality of outcome means that if any outcome is not exactly 13.4% for blacks then It is racist since Blacks make up 13% of the U.S. population. So, for instance, let me give you an an example of this. If you go to a restaurant, let's say, and there are not exactly 13.4% of the customers that are Black, then that restaurant is racist. That's proof without, just beyond a shadow of a doubt, that restaurant is racist because It doesn't have 13.4% of its customers being served that are black. Again, denying this to be true makes you a racist and really a part of the problem of systemic racism. The reason you don't see your racism here is because as a white person, you benefit from the very racist system that we live under. So you turn a blind eye and don't want to fix any of the blatant racism in this country because it helps you at the cost of others. This also shows your hate really for the people that don't look like you. So what is the solution to all of this? What is the solution to this this huge problem of systemic racism. Well, there really isn't a solution. There's really not a solution to this. It it is told to us that racism goes so deep into the very foundations of our society that there is no redeeming value and, and to to it whatsoever today. The entire system of government and social structure has to be torn down, we're told. There is no hope for the United States or any whites within it save maybe maybe just a few woke liberal marxists that have been so enlightened and willing to speak out against their own race and apologize to everyone else and fight for reparations to those that have been so adversely affected you know those people you know really those people are the ones that the minorities should be looking to because they're the they're their only hope they're the ones fighting the systemic racism because they're so enlightened and if it wasn't for them well there would be no hope for minorities that's what we're told and this is what we're having to learn in this new modern time so since this podcast is all about hunting and finding truth right And we are not afraid to talk about the very difficult things, including racism, that we see in today's society. Well, we want to do our part to be enlightened and to fight for what is right and expose systemic racism wherever it can be found. We don't want to be a part of the problem. We want to work toward tearing down any organization that you know, hopelessly is, is, is hopelessly uh, systemically racist. We have found such an organization, and this is, this is the great news here. We have found such an organization, and we here at Uncommon Sense feel compelled to bring this organization to light and expose its racist foundations and show how this racism affects blacks today this organization that we have identified is without a doubt founded in racism it is proven to be racist even today and even today admits its own employees admit its racism and and it needs to be torn down since it is systemic systemically racist and there's absolutely no hope for it. No hope to be redeemed. This organization is Planned Parenthood. Yes, Planned Parenthood. In an article by Father Sheenan Boquette of HLI, uh, he says, we see that Planned Parenthood was founded by a racist white woman. (laughs) Now, I'm going to say this again. You may not have, have heard me correctly. Planned Parenthood was founded by a racist white woman. No, this sentence was not penned by some pro-life activist pushing back against the whitewashing of the legacy of Margaret Sanger by Planned Parenthood. Astonishingly, it appears in a statement signed by hundreds of current Planned Parenthood employees and supporters. Did you hear what I said? This statement uh, that Planned Parenthood was founded by a racist white woman is a part of a statement signed by hundreds of current Planned Parenthood employees and supporters. The employees' oddly forthrighted ad- admi- ad- their admission of Planned Parenthood's racist history comes in the context of their complaints about an alleged lack of racial equity within the organization. After pointing out that Sanger was a racist, the statement adds this quote that is a part of our history that cannot be changed. While efforts have been made to undo some of the harm from institutional racism, many of these issues have worsened, unquote. Now, let me take just a quick step back. For those that don't know, Planned Parenthood was founded by Margaret Sanger. This was a white woman, Margaret Sanger, Uh, She founded Planned Parenthood back on October 16th of 1916 in Brownsville, New York. To examine Sanger's writings is to absolutely take a trip into a horrific world of dehumanizing rhetoric and even more dehumanizing practical programs. For Sanger, the world was divided into two groups. It was divided into the fit and the unfit. That was her mentality. Those that who she deemed worthy of being allowed to reproduce were fit so as to increase the the quality of the human race and then the unfit those who would be forcibly prevented from reproducing through compulsory sterilization and segregation those that was the that was the future of the unfit according to her and you may say well that's crazy i don't know where you're getting this stuff well, let's take a look at what she literally said, okay? So, quote, the first step would be to control the intake and output of morons, mental defectives, epileptics, unquote. She wrote that, that very thing in a document called My Way to Peace. It's exactly what she said. Here, let me read some more. Quote, the second step would be to take an inventory of the second group, such as illiterates, paupers, unemployables, criminals, prostitutes, dope fiends. Classify them in special departments under government medical protection and segregate them on farms and open spaces, unquote. Whoa. (laughs) You understand what she's saying here? Segregate them on farms and open spaces? In other words, she's talking about concentration camps for the unfit. For those that she deems unfit, they need to go to concentration camps, government-run concentration camps. The state, she urged, must, quote, apply a stern and rigid policy of sterilization and segregation to that that grade of population, that progeny uh, that is already tainted or whose inheritance is such that objectionable traits may be transmitted to offspring, unquote. In all, she estimates, get this, that some 5 million, quote, mental and moral degenerates, unquote, would have to be segregated. 5 million people in this country is what she's asking to be segregated. In the end, Inspired by her thinking and, and other of uh, you, you know eugenicists, dozens of U.S. states did put into place forcible sterilization programs. They literally did this, in, in in which tens of thousands of people deemed unfit were sterilized. Now, this really was an enormous black eye on this country's human rights record. It's it, it's just one of those things. When you look back over, over the history, you know, no country is, is uh, without some blights. And this is one of ours. Um, and, and it was um, it was because of the thinking of people like Margaret Sanger that this happened. And then we also see because of Planned Parenthood the, the, uh, and, 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 and others, obviously, but Planned Parenthood is a major uh, source for, for abortions. Be, because of the um, this this organization that that she founded, that we have another blight on the history of this of this great nation. Now, given the 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 ram rampant racism at the time uh, when she was um, you know calling for this, especially among uh, eugenicists, it it is not surprising that Sanger focused efforts on curtailing the fertility of racial minorities, while scholars debate the, the extent to which Sanger was you know, motivated by racism as, as such, as, uh, as opposed to the racist implications of her uh, eugenic beliefs, which tend to view poor, impoverished minority communities less developed members of the human race. They, she literally thought of them as less developed members of the human race. It is uncontroversial that she explicitly strove to really dehumanize these people. And and she you know, uh, strove to disseminate birth control among minority communities through the so-called Negro Project. Okay? This is a real thing. In one infamous letter about that project, Sanger even appears to suggest that her organization, Planned Parenthood, was seeking to exterminate the blacks. And you, you can judge for yourself. She said, quote, we don't want the word to get out that we want to exterminate the Negro population, unquote. This is what she said. While some people claim that Sanger's meaning in the letter has been misunderstood, right? <laughs> what is certain is that she speaks of blacks in that letter with painful dismissiveness and condemning their quote, ignorance, superstition, and doubts, unquote. It is also verified that on at least one occasion, at least, she spoke to a meeting of the Ku Klux Klan. On another occasion, she wrote these astonishing, dehumanizing words about The Australian Indigenous Peoples. Now, these are the Indigenous Peoples of Australia, and she wrote this about them. Quote, the lower down in the scale of human development we go, the less sexual control we find. It is said the Aboriginal uh, Australian, the lowest known species of human family, just a step higher then the chimpanzee in brain development has so little sexual control that police authority alone prevents him from obtaining sexual satisfaction on the streets, unquote. That's what she said about the indigenous people of Australia. Now, pro-life activists have long pointed out that the racist DNA of you know, eugenesis is, is, is still very much at work in Planned, Planned Parenthood. Just as Sanger targeted poor minority communities for her eugenic efforts, so too does her organization to this day. According to one study, 79% of Planned Parenthood's surgical abortion facilities are located within walking distance of African-American or Hispanic Latino neighborhoods. So again, if, if if we're saying that this is proof of something that is, that is racist, we have a population within this country that is 13% of the U.S. population, and yet 79% of Planned Parenthood abortion clinics are in their neighborhoods. That obviously is proof of racism, right? Tactically, the abortion numbers among blacks and other minority communities are catastrophically high, in comparison to the average population in New York City, for instance. And th- this is just staggering. Th- this, I, I, I it is so hard. There's sometimes there's things that are just so hard to wrap your brain around, and this is one of those things. The latest numbers show that more black babies are aborted every year than are born alive. Can you believe that? It, that? Like I say, there are certain things in life I guess I just will never understand. And there are certain things that are so difficult to wrap your brain around. Like, 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 like for instance, thinking about God never having a birthday, He never had a beginning He never, it was, there was never a time when God began, God wasn't around. He has always been, there was never a beginning. That in itself is so difficult for our brains, the way that we're wired to understand. And this is kind of one of those things. It's hard for me to understand how we have gotten to this point that in New York City, that that there are more black babies that are aborted every year than are born alive. Across the country, the black abortion rate is 3 and 4 times that of the general population. And yet, they're 13% of the population. The nation's leading abortion chain birth the eugenic racism and elitism. They they seem to inject themselves into every social issue. You they they use get this they use 554.6 million dollars annually these are taxpayer dollars to pander to 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 this this abortion um society planned parenthood kills over 260 unarmed black lives every day in America. Every day, Planned Parenthood kills over 260 unarmed black lives every day in America. Yet, the left praises them. The fact is, in their vocal support of Black Lives Matter, Planned Parenthood is simply moving the deck chairs, hoping that we will ignore the fact that they have done nothing to fundamentally reject the core values of Margaret Sanger they are perpetuating her legacy by supporting the programs she inaugurated and and the result has been the death of untold millions of innocent african american babies over the decades so as you can see planned parenthood was founded in racism and is without a doubt systemically racist and needs to be torn down and dismantled but There is hope. In an article by Hank um, Baring of the Daily Wire, he writes about Lubbock, Texas, declaring it as a sanctuary for the unborn. Planned Parenthood challenged this in court, and the court ruled for Lubbock, Texas. A federal court dismissed Planned Parenthood's challenge to the city of Lubbock, Lubbock, Texas, which had passed an ordinance declaring the city as a sanctuary city for the unborn. Isn't that kind of cool? We have all these different sanctuary cities for all these different things. Here was a sanctuary city for the unborn in Lubbock, Texas. And states, quote, abortion at all times and all stages of pregnancy is declared to be an act of murder, unquote. That is just so cool. The ordinance made it illegal to procure or perform an abortion, or to aid or abed an abortion within the city limits. On May 1st, Lubbock passed the ordinance, which became effective on June 1st of this year, the same day the federal court dismissed Planned Parenthood's challenge. Lubbock's um, approval meant the city was the largest city by far in the United States to outlaw abortion. Lubbock has an estimated population of 285,000 people. So it's not a a small town. 22 other Texas cities and two cities uh, in Nebraska have passed ordinances with similar intent. But Lubbock is the only town with an active abortion clinic in it. So even though we have a number of other cities that have uh, become these sanctuary cities, this was the only one with an active abortion clinic in it. Now, Texas right-to-life director of media and communication, uh, Kimberlyn Schwartz, uh, responded to the the vote by uh, stating, quote, this is a tremendous victory for the people of Lubbock and all of Texas. Outside pro-abortion groups spent, get this, over $150,000 to defeat the proposition. But the West Texas community stood firm in their pro life values. And Lubbock moved on on this this Saturday um, and and they and will create a ripple effect all across Texas, encouraging more towns to become sanctuary cities for the unborn and motivating politicians in the state capitol to end abortion statewide. That would be really cool, wouldn't it? To see Texas be a sanctuary state. Now, Thomas Moore Society Special Counsel Eric um, uh, Cardall noted that, quote, the state of Texas has never repealed its pre-Roe versus Wade statutes that outlaw the criminalization, uh, outlaw and criminalize abortion unless the mother's life is in danger. The Texas legislature recently passed Texas Heartbeat Act uh, and is consistent with this. And the act, um, will take effect on September 1st of this year. Now the this is this is what this is what they said, quote, the Lubbock ordinance also creates a private enforcement provision that allows any citizen of Texas to sue anyone that procures, performs or aids and abets an abortion other than the unborn child's mother. The this is this is from the the Thomas More Society. Now, Cardall said bluntly, quote, cities have the right to regulate businesses and practices within their bounds. A municipality may choose to allow gambling or even prostitution or may criminalize it. Abortion is a business driven by profit and it is required to abide by municipal regulations. This is just a start in the fighting of systemic and institutional racism, in my opinion. We have a long, long way to go to put an end to the scourge of Planned Parenthood. But together, we can do the right thing. And we can do our part in fighting systemic racism in this country. So I don't know if you're with me, I, That, uh, even if you're not with me, I would love to hear from you. Um, you know, we, we, uh, we understand these new terms of the modern day and we want to apply them and we want to stand up for what's right. We want to stand up against systemic racism. Obviously Planned Parenthood is a systemically racist, institutional, uh, racist organization. And we want to come against that and we want to see it being torn down. And you may, like I say, you may agree, you may not agree. I would love to hear from you. You can always go to uncommonsensepodcast.com. There are so many things on that website. If you haven't been on there recently, I encourage you to go there. We have some merchandise, uh, and, and we're we're continuing to to cycle through different types of mer- merchandise there. Uh, and and you can also see uh, blogs uh, from my wife, uh, and she does a great job uh, of, of, uh, putting together those. And, and you can also listen to archive, uh, versions of this podcast. We have a lot of things that we've talked about. Um, this is uh, obviously our second season. We're, uh, in, in what, 76, uh, episodes now of this year, just this season. So there's a lot of really good things to hear, and you can go and hear those at UncommonSensePodcast.com. Again, thank you for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications.